Greetings. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another T.O.P. This is the middle of the order. Uh, we have another, like I said, T.O.P. Teams outlook and projection here. Prediction. Um, where we're talking about the Kansas City Royals. And um, there was a good point with, like, my friends and everything. I'm talking about, all oh, the Royals is this sneaky good team and the and the... And like, well, watch out for Kansas City. And actually, you know, like sitting down and actually looking to the roster and everything. Maybe, just maybe, I was a little uh, trigger happy on that. But maybe I'm not. So let's dive on in and take a look at these 2024 Kansas City team here. Last year, they were 56 and 106. They were 23rd in runs for, uh, but 28th in both runs against and ERA. They were 5th in the AL Central, 14th in the AL overall, and 29th in baseball. I think I mentioned that the Rockies were 29th, and I did them. The Rockies were 28th, the Royals were 29th. They were supposed to have the second overall pick in the draft, but they have been bumped down from 2nd to 6th, so not ideal there. But... And I will say this, you know, whatever happens, whatever we talk about with the Royals here and how good they are, the one thing I'll give the Royals credit for is for having, in my mind, the best, if not the best, one of the top three best off-seasons um, this season. They had an amazing off-season. And it kind of stems, of course, the biggest piece here, the extension of Bobby Witt Jr. That part is absolutely huge for the Kansas City Royals here. Uh, you know, at the very least, that's the part that you want the most. The The deal with the extra opt-ins and opt-outs, 11 years, it's, you know, you love to see that. But they also got a lot of good players. Seth Lugo and Michael Waka, both former Padres, uh, starting pitchers now and now on the Royals. Hunter Renfro, a big bat if he can figure things out. Chris Stratton for that ballpen. Will Smith, three-time in a row World Series champion. Does that mean the Royals are going to be World Series champions in 2024? No, it doesn't, but it means wherever they he gets traded to, that team is going to win the World Series. Garrett Hampson, Kyle Wright, they got in the trade. Adam Frazier, uh, John Schreiber as well from the Red Sox trade. Uh, they got Matt Sawyer from the Rule 5 pick from the Yankees. Nick Anderson is back. And they also just recently signed Austin Nola, uh, catcher there. Uh, they are losing a couple guys, but not any names that are going to hurt them. Zach Greinke, uh, of course, is the big name here, I guess, in a way. You know, he wasn't that great anymore, but he is potentially future Hall of Famer. Um, he hasn't announced any retirement or anything, but he's remained unsigned. Josh Staumont uh, is off to division rival the Twins. Nick Whitgren, Matt Duffy, Brad Keller, Amir Garrett, uh, Hunter Dozier right now, and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. So those are the guys who are out from the Royals. Uh, taking a look at that rotation, uh, it's new now. You know, guys, a lot of these guys were in here last year to start 2023. Cole Reagans, they got him in the trade with Texas, uh, converted him to a starter, and he immediately started being amazing. He had a great second half. Uh, then, of course, the new guys, Michael Waka and Seth Lugo. Uh, Brady Singer, all the best for him. I love Brady Singer here. Um, hopefully he has an amazing 2024, all the best for him. And then rounding it off, Jordan Lyles, uh, known for having a really poor losing streak last year, lost all the games he started essentially. 
Uh, that bullpen's got some notable names. James McArthur right now listed as one of the closers. Will Smith, another one. Uh, and then John McMillan. Uh, John Schreiber, we talked about from the trade from Boston. Nick Anderson, uh, Chris Stratton, Josh Taylor, uh, and Matt Sawyer. Uh, of course, that Rule 5 pick from the Yankees. Uh, he'll be with the team all this year unless he gets DFA'd. So the bullpen, you know, there are some names there. Guys that you can kind of trust and guys you hope you can trust. Uh, taking a look at that Royals lineup right now, according to Fangraphs, MJ Melendez uh, listed as a left fielder, leading things off. Then, of course, Bobby Witt Jr., your shortstop. Salvador Perez behind the dish. Vinny Pascantino at first base. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. Hunter Renfro in right field. Michael Massey at second base. Massey, Macy, I think it's Massey. Uh, Nelson Velasquez, the DH, batting seventh. Kyle Isbell, standing it out in center, uh, batting eighth. And then Mikel Garcia, Mikel Garcia, uh, at third base, batting ninth. The bench right now is Freddie Furman, Freddie Furman, Freddie Furman, Adam Frazier, Garrett Hampson, and then Daron Blanco. Uh, for your Kansas City Royals. They got guys who you may know, guys who might be coming up sooner than you think. Blake Mitchell and Nick Lofton are two guys who you should get to know, especially uh, I like Blake Mitchell stuff. I've seen him play a little bit um, via spring training in other ways. So, you know, could be the eventual replacement for Salvador Perez. Uh, Kansas City, though, is going to be entering this year with some injuries to talk about. Of course, one guy that I did mention already, Vinny Pascantino, uh, he had a little TJ and was out pretty much the whole season uh, once it happened. Um, I believe it was in June that he had a, a torn labrum, um, but he should be good for opening day. Same thing with Josh Taylor. Uh, he had... Pretty much he, like a week after Vinny went out for the season, Josh Taylor went out for the season, but he should also be good for opening day as well. Uh, but two starting pitchers that they do not have, Kyle Wright, we talked about him getting in the trade uh, with the Braves. Uh, he had a soldier surgery for a torn capsule uh, back in October, and uh, he's expected to miss the entire 2024 season. Uh, Chris Bubich, the other guy, he had Tommy John surgery essentially last year, about April. Uh, and he is questionable for 2024 as well. We'll have to see. Uh, but, if, you know, next year maybe those two shining pitchers help out uh, in a big way, especially Kyle Wright. Uh, all the best for him. Hopefully he can be healthy. Um, taking a look at some of the free agents for next year. They got some guys here. Uh, Jordan Lyles, Will Smith, and Garrett Hampson are all set to come off the books. Uh, they have quite a few player options, so they don't know how their team's going to look next year. Michael Walker, Hunter Renfro, and Chris Stratton all get the chance to decide if they want to stay next year or not. And they also have a mutual option on Adam Frazier. Um, so that is how your Royals is uh, are looking for the 2024 season. And, of course, they have guys who are in AAA and, and guys who are on the non-roster invitee who you might be seeing a little bit of in uh, spring training. Like I said, Austin Nola right now is listed as AAA. Uh, Nick Prado is a first baseman who's currently sitting there. Nick Lofton, we talked about you know what kind of stuff he might have. Uh, Mike Brosoro, some of you might remember him from his time with Tampa Bay Rays in the home run against Chapman in the ALDS in 2020. He's a non-roster invitee right now. Uh, and, of course, Tyler Gentry, one of their top prospects there as well. And then Drew Waters, 
uh, former top prospect who is starting to struggle a little bit to uh, kind of break out there. And then, of course, some of the starting pitchers that you may know, uh, Angel Zerpa, Daniel Lynch the fourth, I believe. Uh, Asa Lacey is a guy that I, I always remember seeing from the 2020-2019 draft, I want to say. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but they definitely have some you know, names hidden down uh, in their farm system as well. All right, then. So let's see um, kind of how the Royals are set to go and why I was so high on them and why I've taken maybe a little bit of a step back here. Uh, Let's take a look at some of their players, though, and let's talk about, you know, what to look forward to if you are a Kansas City Royal fan. Of course, like I said, there are some players that I enjoy uh, and like and hope that they have good seasons. One guy in particular who I know is going to have a good season, Bobby Witt Jr. Let me tell you... (laughs) I mean, I haven't done my whole, you know, predictions for awards and divisions and all that stuff yet. Last year with the Royals, you know, you know, second full season, uh, he had he led the league with 11 triples. He had 177 hits, 30 home runs, 96 ribbies, 49 stolen bases. He was one stolen base off from a 30-50 season, um, you know. 276 batting average and 813 OPS. And listen, I, like I said, I haven't done my whole awards thing yet. I haven't gone through players and seen who I like. But I may be throwing a sprinkle on a possible Bobby Witt Jr. MVP. I generally think he could have an amazing season at the end of the year be a top 10 player in MLB. He finished 7th in MVP voting last year. And now with Otani out of the AL and in the NL, that's a spot that opens up for for Bobby Witt here. I think Bobby Witt, you know, he's the potential to to be on the field for 162 games. You know, we haven't seen him get hurt really. 2020, uh, 2022, excuse me. He had 150 games last year, played 158. So he missed four games last year. You know, his walk numbers are, are slowly going up more. The strikeout numbers, uh, they went down last year from 135 in 2022 to 121. I mean, it, as long as he doesn't have any regression, he just, he just gets a little bit better. I mean, we're talking about a Bobby Witt Jr. here who could have 35 home runs, have, you know, 50-plus stolen bases, have a 300 batting average, and possibly... And this is like an all best case scenario here. Lead the Kansas City Royals to potential division. Like, like I'm just saying, I think there is potential for that. And it it, it has to do with the Royals pitching if they're going to win a division here. Um, But listen, we're so low. There's so many better teams that we're still going to be talking about in these TOPs. It's tough to be like, okay, already like this could be a division winner. But the AL Central is so not... It was mid. Last year, it was completely mid. It was mediocre division. And listen, it doesn't take a lot for the Royals to, like, have a good year and a a good team, you know. And it really just takes the Guardians to be kind of mediocre, the Twins to not be as good as people think they are, and the Tigers to lightly be still ahead of schedule in their planning and stuff. And for the Royals, it just kind of... Go in and take it. I don't think the Royals are going to win a wild card. I think there's too many better teams. Like, you know, if the Rangers win the AL West, you have the Astros, the Mariners. You know, Baltimore wins the AL East. You have the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays. Like, the Royals are not on that level. But can I think, can the Royals be sneaky good against the division and win, like, 
their matchups. If they if the Royals are winning their matchup against the Twins and the Guardians and and the Tigers, we like Kansas City could realistically make a run for a division if things are going right. If Bobby Witt Jr. is being the Bobby Witt Jr. that I think he's going to be. I'll tell you right now, if I'm, I'm doing an MLB fantasy, I might take Bobby Witt first first round, depending on where I'm drafting. Like I think Bobby Witt Jr. is sneakily going to be definitely the best shortstop of the year. Like like he has potential to be on the levels of like Corey Seager and, and Lindor and and just be this really great player. Uh, I love Bobby Witt, so um, I really think Bobby Witt could win an MVP. He could, you know, have a special year for the Royals here. Maybe I'm a year early on them. Maybe, you know, next year will be better when they have Kyle Wright healthy, you know, a couple other additions from their offseason. And listen, I'm not saying the Royals can't go out and get Blake Snell still if they want. Blake Snell's still available at the time of recording this. But I think we there is some ex- exciting stuff going on in Kansas City right now. You know, the new stadium coming around soon the corner although i do like kaufman i i kind of want to i hope i get to go out there uh to kansas city and see a royals game in kaufman uh before that stadium goes but uh like i said it is a team game you know mike trout as great as he is can't lead the angels to a playoff so maybe bobby witt can't either uh but they do need other players and they do have other players mj melendez um had a tough 2023 uh in terms of just being able to do it all essentially uh not the best fielder but had some nice numbers 16 home runs a 713 ops you know what can you get out of him uh what can you get from vinnie pascantino if he's healthy i mean he was the only royal who was hitting uh last year before he was getting hurt he had a uh, a 247 batting average, a 7062 OPS, uh, had nine home runs, you know, in, in only 61 games. So there's there's some stuff there. And of course, 2015 World Series winner catcher Salvador Perez. Uh, I remember a time when it was Salvador Perez, Buster Posey, and Yadier Molina with a trio of the best catchers. Now you've got guys like JT and Will Smith and Adley and Sean Murphy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, last year, Salvador Perez, he was an all-star <laughs> because he still can do that stuff. He can still be a good player and a good component to a Kansas City Royal team. Uh, and he manages the pitches really well, played 140 games, uh, 23 home runs, 255 batting average, and a 714 OPS. It was only a couple years ago in 2021 where he was an all-star, uh, finished 7th in MVP voting, and had led the league with 48 home runs, 121 uh, RBI. So, you know, it, it's... You know, Salvador Perez is still a huge part into this Kansas City Royals team. Um, and then, of course, the pitching. The pitching needs to be there. Um, I mentioned Nick Anderson is on the Royals now. Uh, if Nick Anderson is going to be Tampa Bay Nick Anderson, that's huge for Kansas City because in his three years in Tampa Bay, he played in 48 games to a 1.85 ERA, uh, only in 43 innings, but still very good stuff from Nick Anderson. Last year, uh, came back finally from his injury, and he was pretty good for the Braves um, with a 4-0 record, a 3.06 ERA in 35 games, 35 innings. Uh, picked up one save too, so, you know, he still has some nice stuff only at the age of 32. So let's see what Nick Anderson can bring to the table. And like I said, you know, what can Michael Walker and Seth Lugo do? They were pretty good for the Padres last year. And, I mean, if they are going at it and doing really well, uh, you know, 
who's to say that they can't lead the Royals either? Like a 3.57 uh, ERA for Seth Lugo last year. And, I mean, remember, this guy wanted to be a starter for the longest time. The Mets said no. Uh, and then as soon as he goes to another team, you know, he gets that opportunity. He's been really good as a starter. Uh, Michael Walker last year, he was 14-4. and four. He had a huge winning percentage, helped the Padres get those games. Uh, and had a 3.22 ERA, his best ERA since 2018. So, uh, you know, can you get that Michael Walker? You know, you see he's going to be 32 years old. You know, so on paper, when I'm looking at the lineup, you know, there's definitely the bottom of the lineup isn't anything to get, you know, too crazy about. Um, but there's there's these players that I've named, like Nick Anderson, Jason McArthur, you know, Cole Reagans. Is Cole Reagans going to be the way he was to end the second half for a full season? Because if that's the case, Cole Reagans not only is going to be the ace of the Royals, but he's going to be like one of the next top young pitchers <laughs> in baseball i mean i say young but he's gonna be 26 um but you know like i said if bobby witt is you know this mvp version bobby witt jr if if mj melendez can contribute well enough at the top of the order not be a defensive liability salo perez can kind of get 2021 form a little bit like if everything goes right for the royals they can win a division and I'm saying everything going right, as in not only are their players playing to the top level, but also Twins struggling, Guardians struggling. And for me, a big a big part of that is how they play against their division. You know, they they host the Twins to start the season, which is, you know, if you can take two of those three, you're already in a good shape. You know, obviously it's the beginning of the season. You have 159 games after that. But if you take two of three against the Twins early, I mean, you really kind of get off to a nice momentum start. Yes, it's a long season and, and you know, but at the end of the day, any game could matter. You know, if you end up one game back or you end up finishing the season tied with the Twins, you can look back at those that first weekend. Like, if only we got two of three instead of going one for one one for two uh, one <laughs> one out of three. I don't know what I was saying there. Uh, but you know, they have they play all the games against Baltimore in the month of April already. Six months, you know, chalk it up there. They are they have pretty much played the Blue Jays as well. They have a four game homestand against Blue Jays, and then end April with the two games in Toronto, and then the first day of May. Uh, they play the White Sox a little bit and the Tigers a little bit. So they don't really get to see the Guardians, you know, at all for the first two months of the season. I'm going through this schedule right now. Yeah, the Royals, the first time the Royals and the Guardians meet um, is June 4th. Uh, and they will be on the road for that. That is very late, but they also play a four-game series uh, at the end of June as well. If Kansas City is doing everything they can to win those ball games against their division like there is a world where they can win the division i like i talked myself out of it and now like recording this now and talking like i'm talking myself back into it like i like the kansas city royals chances of course a lot needs to go right and one thing i will say that kind of second guessed my second guessing is the fan duel over under which is sitting at 73.5 which is absurdly high considering they were 56 and 106 um listen i don't know man that's a tough one because obviously like i said the white Sox. i might change the white Sox. i picked the white Sox to go under for now i'll have to see when we get to the guardians tigers and twins because the al central is just so finicky like 
the Royals can win 70, 71 games and it be a great season. Are they going to win 74? Uh, I don't know, but I have hope for Bobby Witt Jr. I have a lot of hope for these Royals. And maybe, you know, we'll be in May and they'll be last place by a margin. They'll have 10 wins and like 40 losses. Like, who knows? But I am optimistic about the Kansas City Royals. And I am going to take the over for 74 wins. I'm going to take him the over. I, I really believe Bobby Witt. I don't know if I'm going to pick him for my MVP. At this rate, I feel like I have to. I feel like Bobby Witt's going to be my MVP choice. I have no idea. But all I know is the Royals, so far, out of all the teams we've done in these TOPs, definitely the most interesting team here. Because I think they have the highest ceiling, but it also has a low floor. Like, they could win 55 games, 56 games, and be a, a poor Royals team. They can also win 85 and take a division, like, sneakily. Like, I don't know. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this T.O.P. of the Kansas City Royals. If you agree with me, hey, let me know, because I have no idea what to believe anymore. Uh, this is only the first one today. One more coming out um in an hour or so, 40 minutes, if you've listened to this whole thing. Thank you, everybody, so, so, so much, and I will see you guys uh, next time.